Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, pulse exports to India are again in limbo as exporters wait for another extension on an exemption on required fumigation of crops. Agri-News is brought to you by the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth online at landforsalesask.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com. Canadian pulse crop exporters are waiting to see if India is going to extend a fumigation exemption for Canadian peas and lentils. Temporary extensions have been issued by the Indian government for several years, with the latest one expiring just last Saturday. Gord Bacon, the CEO of Pulse Canada, is awaiting word from India. That three-month extension ended at the end of September, so we're back into to not knowing. So we do expect that we'll hear from India any day. As I said, we've been in this territory before, and, and it's not where we want to be in terms of uh, companies that would want to export aren't entirely sure today, but the, the news could come you know, overnight with a 12-hour time difference between Canada and uh, New Delhi. You know, we kind of look at our, our blackberries first thing every morning and expect that any time now we'll get news from India. I think one thing doesn't change is that India, for the foreseeable future, is going to be an importer of pulses. It's a big country, and logistically it just makes sense to be bringing product in. And they bring, in, bring pulses in from many countries, and, and Canada's going to be on that list. We just have to get that confirmation in writing from government of India so that the government of Canada can tell the trade, you know, what India's policy will be and for how long it'll be in effect. India requires some countries to fumigate their pulses to kill certain insects. But Canada's cold climate means those pests are not found here. Eventually, Bacon hopes a permanent resolution can be reached with the Indian government. It's complicated because uh, I can't speak for the Indian government, but it would be logical to think that they would like to have just one policy that treats everyone the same. But in, in the world of plant protection, that's not the way it works because everyone's climate is different, the pests are different, um, the incidence of pests has to be unique in the country that India is importing from. They can't put policies in place to control something they already have. So it, it does, and because it, I think, goes back to the point of India importing pulses from so many different countries, from tropical countries that are their neighbors, like Myanmar, to countries out of Africa, like Tanzania, and northern climates like Canada. And then even in, if we take climatically similar regions, like Canada versus Ukraine or Russia, well, we have a very different kind of handling system. We have different systems in place to ensure the quality of our product. And that's one of the things that we have said as Canadians is that we have a systems approach to managing pests that you need to look at for what Canada can deliver because we can deliver things based on our system that maybe other countries can't. So I think it's a complicated issue for India to look at all of the variables, um, look at kind of um, how that can be implemented within the Indian system. And um, hopefully when we get this announcement, um, we'll have got some feedback on that systems-based approach that we've recommended to India that would be reason why can Canadian pulses don't need to be uh, fumigated with any product before they leave Canada, and they don't need to be fumigated with any product when they arrive in India. Bacon says even though Canada's exemption to India's fumigation requirements has expired, pulse shipments en route to India prior to the end of last month will be accepted. 
product can be en route to India that has a bill of lading September 30th or earlier, and we know what the, the rules and the policy will be. It would just be for bills of lading from October 1st to today. Uh, if there are some, um, we're not sure exactly how it will be treated yet. But it will be a number of weeks before it gets to India, so we'll, we still have some time to understand at least how it will be treated when it arrives. Gordon Bacon is CEO of Pulse Canada. Due to a crush of criticism Bill Morneau faced over the government's proposed tax changes for small business, the finance minister is now saying the changes will be needed, promising that the government will review the feedback it received during a 75-day consultation period that ended Monday. Morneau added that they would make changes, so the plan meets its goal of making sure the system is fair while encouraging investment. Morneau was speaking with the country's premiers yesterday in Ottawa. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And brought to you by Markison, New Holland, east of Regina at Emerald Park. Visit markison.com. Farmers attended a soybean harvesting and handling demonstration yesterday at the Ag in Motion site near Langham, northwest of Saskatoon. 90 acres of soybeans were grown by local farmer Gaylord Moreau and the inputs donated by Crop Production Services. All proceeds from the crop will go to the Canadian Food Grains Bank to assist with their emergency relief work in Africa. Cynthia Dietz is the proven seed brand manager with CPS. I have noticed in the last uh, year or so that a lot of my field trials, which is what I, I manage for CPS, have been going towards these types of events. It's a really good cause. We still get what we need from it from the standpoint of the data and yield information. And it, uh, it makes a, a good community event. There was a record area of soybeans seeded in Saskatchewan this year, and the Ag in Motion plot is what is considered to be a northern area for the crop. We seeded it a little late, and we weren't sure if we were going to manage to get them to finish. However, with the heat we had this summer, it brought them along to a maturity stage that when we got that two inches of rain in Saskatoon in that uh, August time frame, that was perfect for the beans. They came along really well, and we're really impressed with what we're seeing out there. Soybeans can vary an awful lot from geography to geography, even within 30 miles of themselves. And that is why when we talk about soybean um, trials and local trials are probably more important for them than just about any other crop. Part of the field demonstration covered handling. Soybeans are very um, susceptible to breakage. We want to make sure that farmers who are going into these for the first time will understand how to handle them properly so that they get the best quality at the uh, elevator. Due to wet conditions, only a couple of strips were actually combined yesterday. The rest will be harvested in about a week, as long as the weather cooperates. Feeder cattle prices were mostly moving up across Saskatchewan this past week. Provincial livestock economist Brad Marsignuk says a weaker dollar and strong demand pushed up prices. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were primarily higher last week. Canfax reported Saskatchewan feeder prices in all the weight categories, with prices ranging from $1.87 lower to $7.95 per hundredweight higher. The biggest gains were in the 6 to 700-pound feeder steer weight category, while the only losses were in the 4 to 500-pound weight category. Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices were steady to higher last week also. We did see feeder heifer prices range from a small decline of $0.10 cents to an increase of $3.37 per hundredweight. Largest price gains were also in the 6 to 700-pound feeder heifer weight category. What were the main factors pushing up these feeder cattle prices? 
Saskatchewan feeding cattle prices were primarily higher on good demand, with price increases in the U.S. cash markets, along with a weaker dollar, a Canadian dollar, which lost a cent last week. And what were marketings? Canfax reported 7,764 head of cattle were sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that was down from 8,285 head marketed the previous week. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Slaughter cow prices in Alberta finally managed to, to move higher last week. The price of D1, D2 slaughter cows increased to $1.72 to average $87.43 per hundredweight, with the price of D3 slaughter cows increased to dollar to average $78 per hundredweight. Fed cattle prices in Western Canada for Alberta fed steers were lower last week. We saw fed steer prices were reported to average $131.63 per hundredweight, and that was down $2.95 from the previous week. Brad Marsignac compiles the weekly cattle market update for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hollis Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra this morning were showing downward movement in early trading. Canola fell 40 cents at 466.14. Oats dropped 366 at 142.45. Number one red spring wheat declined 97 cents at 226.75. The rest were unchanged. Durham 260.52. Feed barley 156.65. Flax 450.25. Yellow peas 272.29. And feed wheat, 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, December spring wheat is down 3 cents at 6.09 and a quarter a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-5358 or Weyburn, 842-4574. Good afternoon. This is Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for Wednesday, October the 4th. A nice run here with 2,400 head in the short, 300 cows and bulls, a total of 2,700 for the day. D1, D2 cows, 72 to 82, sales to 85, 86. D3 cows, 62 to 72. Good bulls, 95 to 105, sales to 108. Today we're featuring black and red Angus cattle. The sale is strong and active. Here's some highlights. 400-pound red Angus steers, 264. 500-pound black steers, there was 99 in this package, sold for 239. 550-pound red Angus steers, 74 in this package, sold for 227. 550-pound black steers, there's 137 in this group, they also sold for 227. 650-pound black steers, there's 118 in this group, they sold for 217. And my favorite pen, 70. Uh, there were 67 of these big 700-pound black steers, they sold for 211. 800-pound steers, 204. Yearling steers still trickling in, trickling in here. 750-pounders, 211, 850-pound yearling steers, 196, 950-pound yearling steers, 185, and 1,050-pound steers, 175. Next week, we're closed on Monday for the Thanksgiving holiday. Some of us will be roasting a turkey, but we are sorting on Tuesday from 8 to 4. 800 head booked so far. We're cutting it off at 1,500 head. Important message here, please book your trucks for these upcoming sales. These local truckers are very busy with pasture hauls. Good idea to make a phone call to avoid disappointment. And also, please phone Heartland, book your cattle, greatly appreciate it. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. 
Enjoy your long weekend, everyone. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Tuesday, selling a range of 113 to 126 per CKG. Today's sales expected to be around 7,000 heads, selling in a range of 116 to 127 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and forward contract prices open mixed this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was up three basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2500. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 80.11 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets gained about $1 U.S. 100 weight in yesterday's trade across all of the reporting regions. Gains in the cash market have come largely from increased competition between packers, in large part due to the new production facilities coming into the open market and outbidding their rivals. Futures traders have grown more optimistic about the near-term cash market with the October contract holding a 10% premium over the current cash index. This implies that packer bids will gain approximately 75 cents a hundredweight U.S. per day over the next two weeks. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eaves Trough, specializing in 6-inch Eaves Troughs for farm buildings and shops. Online at prairieeavestrough.ca. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Sunny skies, the high 13. Fog patches developing overnight, the low minus 2 with frost. Tomorrow mainly sunny, fog patches dissipating in the morning, the high 13, the low 0. Friday sunny, the high 17, the low 4. Saturday partly cloudy and windy, the high 13, the low 2. Sunday some clouds, high 10, chance of evening showers or flurries, the low plus 1. Monday cloudy, 30% chance of flurries or rain, the high plus 4, the low minus 3. Tuesday sunny, the high near 8. Normal high is 14, the normal low is 0. Sun rose at 7.03 this morning, it sets at 6.31 tonight. Around the province, Estevan and Saskatoon 8, Swift Current 7, Yorkton is 9, Weyburn 10. In Regina, with sunny skies, it's 8, that's 46. Winds are from the west-northwest 19, humidity 45%, the barometer dropping 102.5. Sunny and Moose Jaw 9, winds are from the west 21, gusting to 30. Once again, Regina, sunny and 8, that's 46 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.